Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. As always, with economist Stephen Kukulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, excited about the week ahead. Tomorrow night, budget night. Surely you love that. I love it. Yes, they only come but once a year and it's the opportunity for the Treasury as opposed to the RBA, which we hear from an awful lot. It's the Treasurer, the Treasury outlining, obviously, their economic outlook for the for the economy, but also the budget, where our hard-earned taxes going to be spent, what's going to be happening to government spending. And of course, increasingly important as bond yields are rising around the world and here in Australia, how big a budget deficit do we have and is that going to be an issue? Okay, so let's just take a step back. How big is the budget? How much debt does Australia have, more or less? And kind of what's the trend? Is it because we've had all these big spending policies, thanks to COVID, that we're going to be pulling back. I'm just sort of trying to set the scene here a bit. Yeah, the the background is an interesting one. Now, everybody agrees that the run-up of big budget deficits, and don't forget last year's budget deficit was $200 billion, the the biggest by a multiple of about four. Uh, As the COVID crisis hit, JobKeeper payments were were rolled out the door, JobSeeker supplements were happening. They forewent a lot of revenue because the economy did fall into recession. And that, of course, undermined their tax collection. So we had this big deficit. Nobody in their right mind would argue against that. Now, as we're kicking off 2022 and looking at the next couple of years, the economy has recovered nicely. It's strong. I think, as we said just uh, recently, that the unemployment rate's at 4%. Wages growth is picking up. So that's going to give the government a little bit of um, free money, if you like, as the stronger economy kicks in. So the the bottom line will be that we're looking at where the budget deficit will be. Back at MyEFO in December, they were forecasting a deficit of around about $99 billion. It's going to be lower than that. But of course, with the election looming, just a matter of a few weeks away, what sweeteners will be in there from Treasurer Frydenberg as he tries to you know, gain favour with the electorate? Certainly, the budget bottom line will be a lot better than we thought it might have been 12 months ago and, and kind of Part of that is not just the spending, but as you were alluding to there, they don't have to make as many welfare payments when you've got an unemployment rate of 4%, not 8%. So they have savings there. Are they likely to put out a trajectory of budget deficits that are heading towards balance or not, do you think? It's a long way to go. The budget deficits will be smaller. There's no question about that. But they were so big. This is the interesting sort of hangover effect when you have a you know, global financial crisis or a COVID crisis that hits your budget for six, literally, is that it does take a lot of work to repair the budget and get towards balance. I don't think we're going to see balance uh, in in the budget, even out five years or so, which of course they do project uh, in, in their forward estimates. And that's simply because the economy did take a big hit from the recession and that some of the spending decisions, some of the tax policy changes, and don't forget they've got legislated income tax cuts that were introduced uh, well, a couple of years ago that are still in there that will just undermine the ability of the budget to get towards balance. And again, ahead of the election, you're not going to get a tightening in fiscal policy, of course. So it is a question that the budget bottom line, as you said, Sean, will be better. There's no no doubt about it. And you know, commodity prices are booming, the coal price, the iron ore price. So the company tax collections will be will be you know significantly higher than they were assuming as well. And that improvement will be there. And I think the bigger question will be what happens whoever wins the election. Yeah, you know, the budget after this one arguably more important than the one we're going to be seeing uh, tomorrow night. 
Just the other one about the budget tomorrow night is it works hand in hand with monetary policy too, doesn't it? So you can't, whatever happened, what the Reserve Bank does, actually, it'll be looking at the fiscal policy, at the budget pretty closely too, decide what it wants to do. Oh, definitely. And in fact, the interesting thing, when again, using the GFC and the COVID crisis as uh, illustrations on how policy worked really quite well. You know, interest rates were cut in both examples. Fiscal policy was stimulatory in both examples. And it, and it worked you know, really well. I think we've learned a lot from that. Now, I think with uh, the Reserve Bank clearly under some pressure to hike interest rates in coming months, you know, inflation's up, the economy's doing quite well, as we just mentioned, they'll be Look, I don't think they'll give a vote of no confidence if there is a stimulatory sort of tilt to the to the budget. But nonetheless, it makes their job just a smidge harder. You know, if the government was to come out with a post-election budget type scenario where they were, yeah, they were trimming spending perhaps a little more aggressively, maybe tweaking some of the tax scales a little bit to collect a bit more revenue, it takes a bit of pressure off the RBA. But at this stage, I think, you know, politics are going to dominate fiscal policy and the RBA will be left to, you know, look at the inflation, the wages numbers and, and the unemployment rate when it considers what to do and when to hike interest rates. Okay, of course, Stephen, you'll be talking to us the morning after the budget. That's Wednesday morning. So listeners, make sure you tune in. Stephen will give his two cents worth, which is worth a lot more than two cents, <laughs> on what exactly the budget has for everyone. Uh, other bits and pieces around this week, Stephen, retail sales, building approvals. Yes, some some important indicators too. The retail sales numbers are for the month of February. So we had you know, a bit of a Omicron effect in January, uh, which did impact retail sales. Look, I think the consensus forecast is for broadly flat in February. That again, that was a situation where consumer sentiment started just tapering off a little bit, but retail spending probably in trend terms pretty good, but for the month a little bit flatter. Building approvals probably down. You know, we, we had the big stimulus and the bring forward of house building approvals into 2021, the well, the very stimulus measures we were talking about in prior budgets that caused building construction to pick up. So probably another small fall as the construction side of the economy just tapers off a little. And, and CoreLogic home sales, that, that's suddenly starting to get quite interesting because we're just not seeing the increases in some of the capital cities that we have been seeing. Oh, spot on. That's really the interesting thing from their their uh, within-month data that they do publish. We know that Sydney and Melbourne are broadly flat, that they have just tapered off. the. I think the sticker shock, the price of houses there is causing people just to step back. And of course, the discussion of interest rates may be having an impact on some people. But if you look at Adelaide, Hobart, Brisbane, they are still increasing month on month about one, one and a half percent, which is obviously annualised well above 10 percent. So we've got a real patchwork, I suppose, evolving in the housing market and house prices where, you know, the big cities, they're coming off the boil where the sort of medium sized cities are still going strong. Stephen, enjoy Tuesday night and we look forward to hearing from you on Wednesday. Oh, there's so much to look at on budget night. There's so many different budget papers. I'm going to be in heaven. I'm sure you will. Thank you. That was economist Stephen Kukoulos, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. Stephen, just before I sign off totally, thekook.com will have some of your budget analysis on Wednesday? It's going to. I'm revamping the website now. It's a, Without going to the details, but yes, I'm going to be revamping that and it will have a lot of that information, including possibly a little video from me too. So uh, have a look at that from tomorrow. Oh, sorry, from Wednesday. Apologies. Yeah, well, that's that's great. So once you've listened to us, go and see Stephen in the flesh on his website, thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 